0: In crypto.
1: Good morning, Warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got Mr. Johnny Crypto, Mario, the Node Defender, and Andrew Cashflow, also known as the Cashflow King. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how SEC Chair Gary Gensler warns the public of necessary crypto regulation, stating exchanges and lending platforms will be the first to go. Flare Networks is now live, allowing builders and developers to take advantage of this new ecosystem, while rumors around Coinbase are larger than ever. After halting their new customer referral program, could this be a sign of insolvency? VChain has partnered with SupplyMe to evolve the global supply chain, creating a new system that reduces costs and op- op- improves efficiency between companies. Tony Hawk is the latest global influencer to enter the metaverse, while Ripple partner TerraPay partners with Mongolia's M and m We also show our listeners a video of Cardano founder Charles Hodgkins criticizing Bitcoin maximalists and exposing the real world solve of crypto today. Our show was available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music, and for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So the first comment I see this morning is XRP buyback at 35k. Well, if you're looking to learn more about that, you'll have to go to Coach JV's live stream. But We got the no defender in the building this morning. Mario, how are you feeling on this Tuesday?
2: Feeling good, Avs. Uh, good morning, everyone. Hope you're all doing good. And I'm really happy to be here. It's great to be back on the show. It's always uh Exciting to come on and discuss crypto. We got a lot of stuff going on, so it's, there's always stuff going on every day. So it it certainly makes our life easier when there's there's a bunch of news and a bunch of developments. But but yeah, feeling great. Otherwise, thanks, Avs.
1: Yes, we're gonna dive into some V chain news, some Flare news. We brought some fund foundational utility to the crypto market today. But Johnny Crypto, you're looking a little pixelated this morning, my friend. How you feeling out there in paradise?
3: Well, I may look pixelated, but I ain't feeling pixelated. I'm feeling great. It's beautiful out here. It's hot. It's humid. It's in the 90s. It's a boating day. I'm loving it. Uh, But I'm happy to be here with all you guys as well. It's exciting. Glad glad to see the Cashflow King two days in a row on the show. with him. I'm excited. Uh, Mario, too. Great to be here with you guys. So hopefully, and more importantly, good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there. I hope everybody's doing well.
1: Awesome. Good morning, Mr. Andrew Cashflow. You're going back-to-back this week, so thank you for doing that. How are you feeling on this Tuesday?
4: Good morning, everybody, and good afternoon, the listeners in the the Netherlands. Yeah, it's it's excellent here. A little bit warm, very exceptional, actually. It's over 100 degrees Fahrenheit at this moment in the Netherlands and very humid, so I closed myself into my own house, moved from the first floor to the ground floor because it's cooler here. But, uh, you know, a lot of stuff going on in in the crypto uh, environment, so it's always fun, like uh, Mario already said. Um, Looking forward to a great show.
1: Amazing, and we got a great show planned for our listeners today, and we're going to start this thing off the same way we always do, by showing you guys our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account, at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. You get access to every single one of us. We went live at 8.30 p.m. last night. That was tons of fun. But Johnny Crypto, the Bitcoin fear and greed index, we have climbed out of extreme fear. And we are actually in regular fear this morning, showing a 30. What catches your attention, my friend?
3: Well, the first thing is don't get suckered. Um, We've always been saying on the show that we felt there would be a bit of a pump. We've been sitting in. I mean, look at it. Just look at that chart. It literally is following exactly what it did last year. Right around this time last year, we started to see a, a pump going up. Yeah, right there. And how long did it last for? Bring it to the top, right to the go all the way to the end.
1: It lasted exactly four weeks.
3: Four weeks. There you go. So I think we're gonna have about. Uh, there's no reason to believe that it won't be. In my opinion, there's no reason that I don't believe it can't be similar. So maybe the next four weeks are gonna be hot, humid, and full of green green candles and pumping. Exactly Johnny K, and one of the things
1: that we can tell is that when people make money, the sentiment ranges and that's what we got this morning. The total coin market cap is sitting at 1 tr- 1.03 trillion dollars. Bitcoin is at 42% dominance. Ethereum is near 18%. Bitcoin is sitting just below 23,000 at $23,670 this morning. Ethereum 1500, XRP is 36 cents. Cardano is back above 50 cents. Avalanche is $25. Stellar is 12 cents. Algorand 36 cents. We've got Hedera Hashgraph at $0. seven cents. Plenty of bullish price action across the board. What sticks out to you, Mario?
2: Yeah, I agree with with what Johnny just said. But I, this is bear market territory, and bear market. Remember, last year we were still in somewhat of a bull 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 market. So it, I, I believe it could be it could it could behave differently to what it did last year. Um, again, you know, bounces. I, I'm looking at it this just just as a, re, a relief bounce. I'm not really expecting for us to. To, to go up for like weeks in a row, especially if if the uh, government comes out and, and increases interest rates again towards the end of the month today uh, this month. So yeah, nothing too too exciting for me. Um, I'm just keeping my eye on it, not really buying anything at the moment. Um, maybe I'll take some profits. That's what I what I've actually been been thinking recently.
1: Yes, Andrew Castle, I'd love to hear from you. We're showing a tweet right now talking about how the Bitcoin network has transferred $17.78 trillion worth of value in 2022 already, smashing the record in 2021 of $13 trillion. Clearly, during this bear market, more utilities being used in crypto than ever before. But what catches your attention this morning, Andrew? Is,
4: isn't this amazing? So much value transferred already in actually such a small community, what we are currently and uh, it, it's all it's all pointing into adoption, adoption, and more adoption. I was actually this morning. I was I was looking at the stock of Coinbase, and stock of Coinbase is going up. I just took because I'm yeah I like to uh, to trade a little bit. So I just took a 10% profit in my on my Coinbase stocks because I'm yeah I'm in and out and in and out. What uh, what I'm also trading at the moment that is Hut8, H U T8. That is a bitcoin mining company and it's going also yeah high because i, I also have there already put a stop loss order at 10 and it's it's going up it's more it, it, it's around 20 up now from my uh, for my average holding so you know not only in the crypto or the crypto coins environment a lot is happening but also on the on the on the crypto related stocks environment so it's also so interesting to to have a look what's all happening around the the, the crypto uh, environment maybe later I can tell also something about uh, a new uh, a new airdrop but uh, maybe, maybe later.
1: Yeah, Awesome. We'll go to Johnny Crypto next. Johnny Crypto, one of the things everyone was talking about on Twitter yesterday is how Time Magazine put the metaverse on their cover, which is very, very interesting. The cover was the metaverse will change everything. What does it say to you, Johnny,
3: about where we're going as a whole? Oh, my God. We were just talking about that. Who was I talking to about that? I was talking to some older folks, actually real boomers, because I'm Gen X, and they were actually – saying like they can't even wrap their heads around what the universe a metaverse is they don't understand it they can't wrap their heads around it and we were actually floating in the water and they're like so wait i'm gonna put on a headset and i'm gonna pretend to float in the water versus really floating in the water it was kind of hilarious conversation um but as you try to explain it to the older generation they, they have a hard time accepting it and understanding it because for them real real stuff the real world tangible stuff that you can touch and feel is, is what's valuable to them. Um, so it's going to take a lot of brainwashing, but I think you're going to see the younger generation is already halfway brainwashed into this. So I think for them, it'll be a natural transition. So I think you're going to see the, the younger folks going into it. So again, I don't, you know, time magazine is something that's read primarily more by the older generation. I wonder if they're trying to maybe help them with that transition because I got a lot of these, a lot of these guys, they believe this stuff, right? As we talked about if the media says it, or if the, these reputable magazines say something, they believe it. And so my gut is they're trying to appeal to this segment of uh, older generation folks to kind of get them in the feel for what's coming. I love what you said there, Johnny,
1: because that's exactly where my mind went. Anybody who reads Time Magazine, they're typically over 55 years old. And one of the things that they're getting people comfortable with is that this is a process in the evolution of the internet. Time magazine is just reiterating that message here, but I'd love to hear from the Node Defender. Mario, they say that the metaverse will change everything. Is that an exaggeration or do you believe that to be true?
2: I mean, it will change a lot of the way that people interact with each other, especially, but I think we're still super early for, for metaverses and for for how much it will actually impact our, our lives. I can definitely see that being the future. I can definitely see people, you know, with headsets and and as the technology evolves and maybe just some some glasses or like sunglasses, but but I think we're still a ways to go. That adoption that everybody that everybody talks about, it's still it's still a very far away from happening. So, you know, 10 years plus, that that's what that's what comes to my mind. But it's certainly the future, I I have no doubt, with like working and, and interacting with people, the way that you like go and in, in, into a concert, into some kind of event, um, you know, networking events, you no longer you're no longer gonna do that in person. You're gonna do it in the metaverse. I could definitely see that in the future.
1: Fortunately or unfortunately, it seems like that's where things are going, but we have 131 live listeners out there. Show us some love and smash that like button. We're about to dive into our first article for today, which is some foundational news around the crypto market. So SEC Chair Gary Gensler points to what's coming for crypto regulation in the next several months. The United States Securities and Exchange Commission Chair Gary Gensler is revealing what's in store for crypto in terms of regulations. The public right now would benefit from investor protection around these various service providers, such as exchanges, lending services, and broker dealers. He said that the SEC is also in talks with banks and regulators, as well as the the Commodities Futures and Trading Commission, to better regulate digital assets. We're also looking at tokens, stablecoins, and so to speak, the non-stablecoins separately. Gary Gensler's comments come following the proposal of a one rule book approach to regulating the digital asset market that will allow for the two agencies to oversee cryptocurrencies, depending whether they're classified as a security or a commodity. The main objective here is to protect the regular everyday investor against fraud and manipulation. And that's the narrative that they're going to continue to push right now, that the everyday person like us needs more protection, especially when it comes to lending and exchanges. Mr. Johnny Crypto. Gary Gensler has been very prominent in creating the rules and regulations for this market, and he's taken center stage. This is another example of that. How do you feel about this update in the CFTC
3: possibly working with the SEC to regulate this market? You know, this is an example, in my opinion, of Gensler trying to hang on to his power. He basically got his peanuts clipped off, you know, based on uh, by Congress and kind of the rulings, the way it's been written, that it looks like the majority of the crypto market is going to be governed by... The CTFC, right? So, hey, shout out to Coach there. We love you, Coach. One of these days, we'll hopefully be able to get him back on the show. I know he's very busy. but um, So, Gensler kind of got clipped. And now I think Gensler's just grasping at straws. Any way to keep some kind of power or saying it. So, now all of a sudden. So, Gary had what? A year? How long was he in office? A year, year and a half? This guy had a year, year and a half to put rules in place regularly. All this stuff that he could have done, he did nothing, right? All he did was just come after people. Now that they tell me he has no power, now he wants to write a book. Now he wants to write rules and work and co- collaborate with people. Gary, where were you a year and a half ago, buddy? You're a lion's rat, snake, weasel just trying to hold on to power. I'm sad to say it, but it's true. I'm looking at your actions. You could have done something. You could have stepped up and you didn't. And now you're going to lose your power. And I hope the CTFC doesn't collaborate with them, but I'm sure they will because they're all buddy buddies.
1: We are going to show our listeners a live update from the hearing going on today. It's a hybrid hearing focused on the oversight of the SEC's Division of Enforcement. It's mainly focused around what's going on with the Ripple and XRP today. And they're calling XRP a security as this live stream is going on. But I want to kick it to Andrew Cashflow next. Andrew Cashflow, we showed a video yesterday, of the former CFTC chair calling the most of the larger cryptocurrencies such as ADA, XRP, and those larger caps. Well, those are going to be commodities. And they've been commodities for nearly half a decade. What do you think about the SEC trying to take hold of this market and not allowing the CFTC to get their hands in on this regulation?
4: Yeah, yeah, and indeed, I remember this. Uh, this what uh, the Timothy uh, Massad, yeah, I think his name was, t- told. What um, you actually see there is a battle going on between the CFTC and the SEC. Who will get the power? And uh, now that uh, Gary Gensler thinks, oh, I, I have to do something, he will do something, and you know what, I always try to, to to see stuff from the positive side. So maybe because this battle is there, there are more and more people thinking about regulation because regulation, the whole uh, regulating the whole crypto environment is not that easy. I mean, if I would be a, a regulator. hmm. So what I see happening at the moment, they are breaking it down in smaller pieces. Yeah, like the, the, the exchanges, the lending platforms, the brokers, the tokens, the stable coins. I think they should start with regulating stable coins. That is step one. And, and then they go to, to, to other platform and other services. And actually, I don't care so much if the CFTC regulates it or the SEC regulates it, as long as they uh, yeah, hurry up, because the sooner we have regulation, in this whole uh in this whole uh, space the, the the major institutions will come in with a ton of money an enormous amount of money and that will push the 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 the, the yeah, yeah all the cryptos uh, up and you know and i think they will need maybe another one and a half or two years and that's exactly in line with with the uh, with the halving of of the bitcoin mining so you know we are we are in a good position we are in a uh buying position everything is low at the moment will it go lower yes probably Well, it is going up at the moment to go down again probably in november early december it might go down again um uh, i don't care i i take my profits i have my 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 profit points uh, yeah very rigidly I, I i switch off my emotion because i need to switch off emotions because Else, I made wrong decisions, so I very uh, do it to the to the team, I, all my uh, my strategies, and uh, I would say come to the 3T Academy. You know, and you'll learn everybody everything what we do here, and I'll tell you a lot more about uh, about crypto, how how to how to handle it, and all the others. Also, you will learn a ton of things. So, uh, but it's always fun to do here, of course, to give some nuggets here in the in the in the show.
1: Exactly, Andrew. And one of the things I'm really curious about is: is the SEC going to work with other regulatory bodies to, to come together and create a rule book that we all abide by? Or are they just going to continue to pick winners and losers until somebody else does that? I'd love to hear from the Node Defender here. We're clearly moving away from decentralized currencies into centralized entities. I think we're going to have a central bank digital currency very soon. Stable coins are becoming more prominent than ever. What catches your attention here about the regulation of first exchanges and then stable coins that are becoming for this market?
2: Yeah, I, I I agree with you, Abs, But I I honestly think that unfortunately the future of crypto is going to be more centralized than it than it will decentralized. And of course, we could have certain currencies or cryptocurrencies that are that are more decentralized than others. But essentially, I, I see the need. I see that there will continue to be a, a push for a centralized governing body within whatever. And we could talk about anything, anything in our society. So crypto, I believe, will be will be just another another one like that. But um, I mean, as far as regulation, we talk about it all the time. It's needed. It should have already been here. We have clarity in a lot of in most of the world. We don't have that clarity in the United States. It's one of the only nations that's lacking this that this clarity, and and it's it's just pushing away that innovation because all the other countries in the world they've already adopted it. They've they're creating regulatory framework to support this new technology and it's being pushed out in a positive way and the u.s is the one of the only nations that continues to be so confused is it the cftc is it the sec is it a security is it not a security well in my opinion it's crypto and so it needs some kind of new rules
1: Johnny Crypto, I see you shaking your head down here. I got to give you the chance to comment. We're about to show our listeners a video of Charles Hodgkins, not only criticizing Bitcoin maximalists, but criticizing your boy, Michael Saylor. I'm just kidding there, Johnny, but I do want to hear some of your thoughts on what Mario had to say. The floor is
3: yours. Uh, Mario's 100% right. It's disgusting that we are the number one country in innovation, and we have not led this at all. We have purposely been held back by our leaders for whatever the agenda. I don't know, so I'm not going to speculate. I could just comment on what I see, what we all see. And it's pretty obvious that a country that if we wanted to lead, our leaders would have got up and they would have put regulation in place years ago, and we would be way in the forefront of this. And instead, you could see they pulled back the brakes. Jerome Powell, right from the horse's mouth, came out and said, We're gonna take our time, we're gonna go slow. We don't we wanna get this right. Meanwhile, the world was already two years down the road past it. So I'm just shaking my head because I'm just disgusted that here we are in the greatest country of the world. Um, and we've just kind of we just have decided we, we don't want to lead innovation anymore. And it's sad because this future, this this technology that we're talking about right now today is going to drive the future. The next one to 200 years are going to be shaped by this future. And the U.S. is not going to be the one leading it. It's very, very sad. i was very, very sad.
1: And my biggest question is it all predetermined, right? We're seeing China become more prominent than ever. And they have a massive advantage in using this technology. Right now, not only do they have a social credit score, they have a central bank digital currency that's already being implemented on over 260 million citizens worldwide. Johnny Crypto, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on what China's doing. Are they gonna be is it, are they the chosen superpower? Are we just watching that take place? And by 2030, it's
3: inevitable that China's gonna lead this global market. I mean, first of all, if you watch the Ray Dalio video, he 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 perfectly shows you how the transition of powers have moved from one country to another, being the world's central reserve, uh, as the world central reserve currency for the past 500 years. And if you look at the curves, all right, there's a curve. Go watch that video. I encourage everybody to go watch that Ray Dalio video. At Mario, I don't know if we have the link, if we can put it in there, if we do. But it's so cool because it actually shows you the transition over the 100-year period of time as one country is coming down and the next one's coming up. And when you look at where we are today in the timestamp, you literally see the U S almost on its last leg. And you literally see China rising at the beginning. So in my opinion, you you look at all the things happening in the world today. You look at where China is um, from, from the perspective of global GDP, you look at them from uh, manufacturing. They have it all right. When you look at all those pieces, it it only makes sense that they will be the next world power. It's almost like we're handing off the baton to them. And by the way, Interesting that China is leading cryptocurrency innovation and not the US. I mean, what does that tell you? Just put all the pieces together and you can see the puzzle. It's like the digital asset investor says, All the
1: world's a stage. Somebody commented, Social credit scores are not a good thing. Neither are central bank digital currencies. I do agree that they not only restrict freedom, but it's a natural evolution of our financial system. Just because something is bad for the everyday person doesn't mean it's not going to take place. And I think a lot of bankers see the advantages to using a centralized currency like a CBDC especially when they're printing into infinity. But Andrew Cashflow, yesterday we covered an article about a chip that can be put into your hand, so you don't need a debit or you don't need a credit card. Today we're talking about the innovation of global payments, moving into centralized currencies like CBDCs. Is all this technological innovation, is this inevitable or is there any way that you can not use this new technology and still take advantage of the digital asset market today?
4: Um. In- inevitable is actually not the right word. Uh, yeah, it is inevitable that digital currency will will come to the space. I mean, we we, we started with uh, digital documents, digital photography, digital video, digital music, uh, all kind. Everything becomes digital in in the end. And uh, also, money is digital. It it is weird that I can send you a picture with which I take here and within seconds this picture can be on your uh, 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 on your on your, uh, on your device what, whatever device but I can't send you in in seconds in milliseconds uh, ten dollars I mean that's weird so that will start happening the only the big question is will it be centralized or will it be decentralized and to me there there will be a centralized a, a cdBC absolutely it will be there. And, and there will be a battle because in there is it is, it is a sort of yin and yang it is uh, pro and con uh, there will be also the anti power will also be there and that's the decentralized environment and the decentralized environment is inevitable to 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 also arise next to a centralized environment and you know the more young people will come will I will I will see what will happen in 2025 20, years when all the all the babies at this moment they and and the, and the young people um, maybe uh, 8 10 12 years old they will be in power and they will be also the the, the new congress people and and the new uh people in, uh, in in the in the in the governmental positions they they grow up with this kind of technology so mm, centralized is is just a last resort for a, a government that cannot take uh have has has the control anymore and 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 yeah that that will change and we, we will we will be in a in a in a changing world order will china take over i just maybe i've just in the in the private chat i just posted the the, the link to the to the video of uh, of ray Dalio. so maybe you can put it in the in the comments yeah. um will it be china taking over i th- actually think that the whole world Will come from you know it's always a cycle from bigger 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 and more centralized and then there will be a decentralized force will 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 come and and yeah this will this will be on more or local scale or or, or local yeah global local um, and a lot of things will will change Cent- to me to my opinion centralized and decentralized will exist next to each other in
1: the future
3: Johnny crypto I'd love to hear from you here so as you know i love to engage with the the with folks here our audience and our community um and so when you look at questions like this so you want the curl you know look at chad's question here you want so we want social credit scores are you guys cool with that um or this question here i think is actually more important this comment to stop pretending blockchain tech is best for us it's really what's best for government so guys first of all if you watched our show you know that this is exactly how we feel we know that these technologies, CBDCs and blockchains are here to enslave it. We've been saying that. So don't think that we're here saying, hey, this is great for you. We can't wait. No, that's not what we're saying. For those of you who are here, you already know what we're saying. For you new folks who are here, what we're saying is, look, this system's coming whether you like it or not. Ain't a damn thing you're going to be able to do about stopping it, and we're not even trying. What you want to do is you want to be able to invest in these rails that are going to control us because they're going to control us anyway. So you might as well profit. You might as well benefit from it. You might as well put yourself and your family in a position to generate, you know, create generational wealth so that maybe you can avoid the full entrapment or enslavement of the system. That's what we're saying. So just for the record, we're saying that we don't want these systems. But guys, we're realists. We know they're coming. So we might as well profit on it. So I hope that helps answer everybody's question out there. If you're wondering where we stand, and I think I speak for all of us on the GMC show, but I'm happy to hear what, our, what, what the rest of you guys think if I don't.
1: Well, Johnny, it really reminds me of a broader conversation going on. When you look at what's taking place in Europe today, we're seeing farmlands get burned. We're seeing farms Damn. go down in flames all over the place, and they all seem to be owned by the same people. An individual we're going to talk about later in the episode who was not only at Davos, but is also very close friends with Bill Gates, all of these farmlands, what's the point of them burning down? A lot of people say, wow, it's such a coincidence. No, they bankrupt these farmers by burning down their properties. They come in, they buy all that farmland, and then they monopolize the industry. And I think this can go for banking. I think this goes for any sector of our economy today. Everything is becoming owned by big business. And this is just another example of that. But I do want to hear from the node defender. Mario, why don't you close us out here?
2: Yeah, thanks, Abs. I mean, I don't really have too much to add. Just, yeah, I agree 100%. We might as well take advantage of 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 the position that we are in today. And I just saw something in uh, in the chat. Um, you can't fight the wave. You might as well grab the surfboard and hop on And I think that's, exactly. that's perfect. It's just that you can't fight it. It's happening whether we like it or not. So we might as well be aware of it because that Absolutely. goes a long way. We are aware of what's happening. We are aware of the shift and we're able to do something that could impact our personal lives and our family's lives. And I think that's more important.
1: Yes, a few people are going to create generational wealth and a few people are going to create freedom for their families. But the mass markets, the everyday person is not creating freedom through this environment. You're an extremely unique individual if you're taking place in this live stream today. And it's important to know that we have 169 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're about to show you a video of Cardano's founder, Charles Hodgkins, criticizing Bitcoin maximalists while also pointing out the real world utility of many blockchains today. We're going to let this clip play and get comments from the group. Here we go.
0: Centralized far more than Bitcoin as more use of utility people buy the token not to speculate which is the only thing they can do with Bitcoin they buy the token to use it for stuff I don't know medical records and whatever the hell else they're doing because it is real life utility but that's a security but the thing that you only think you can do is speculate on is not I, I think Mike's head is all fucked up and screwed up uh, you know it's just one of those cases where he's, he's dick deep full dick in
1: So Johnny Crypto, he does sound a lot like you here. I'd love to have Charles on this live stream someday. But one of the things that catches my attention is the fact that Bitcoin, it's only a store of value. Michael Saylor is clearly all in. He's got no other direction to go, but all in on Bitcoin. What are some of your thoughts about what Charles Hodgkins has to say here that, well, Bitcoin, it's only a store of value. While many of these other blockchains are solving real world problems.
3: So first of all, I I love love Charles. He's not afraid to go after anybody. He's one of the smartest men in the world. God bless you, Charles. I hope one day we can get you on this show. You are amazing, and uh, and I think you're trying to really help humanity, and that's why I really like him. Um, And in terms of you know going after Sailor, I mean Sailor Sailor drew first blood here, swiping at Charles. You know if you swing at Charles, (laughs) Charles is swinging back, and you know he's partially correct in that um, Bitcoin for most of the first world and developing first world countries, it is just a store of value. Uh, But as we talked about yesterday, for third world countries, they are actually using it as a probably inefficient payment system because it's better than the fiat currency corrupt system they have today, which I think will eventually be replaced. But he's right. I mean, Bitcoin does nothing. It is just mainly a speculative value for a lot of the larger countries. And so there is some truth there, whereas he's developing something that has real world utility. It's highly efficient. It's green. It's gonna, it's gonna, there's gonna be a shit ton of apps running on it. So I, I understand where Charles is coming from. I totally agree with him, and he's right. Sailor is all in. Sailor didn't put a toe in. He's got two legs, an arm, a heart. I mean, maybe, maybe just his hair is above water. So I get that Sailor has to kind of, you know, go and defend his position. Which I don't know why. I mean, if he's confident in it, then he shouldn't have to go and attack other people. But you attack Charles, you're gonna get attacked back. But I, I, I believe Charles is, is spot on in his in his response, other than, you know, swearing at the guy.
1: Andrew, this reminds me a lot of our conversation we had yesterday. Many people don't think Bitcoin has any value, but you brought up the Lightning Network. I'd love to give you the floor to just talk about some of the real world value maybe Bitcoin has or some of the reasons you would disagree with Johnny.
4: Actually, I do not so much disagree with Johnny. I I know that Bitcoin is used uh, and it is used for, yeah, uh, indeed for, for the Lightning Network. But also, it is the basis also for the for the for from transferring money from from one 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 position to the other position. For example, as also as a, as a basis for uh, for all other cryptocurrencies. I mean, it, it's the starting point. It's and Michael Saylor once said it is the, the 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 it is the the real estate or actually the the, the ground. The for uh, as, 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 for example, a, a, a block of ground in, in New York, you know, where you build your, your, your apartments on. So I think there is a lot of, there will be, there will be a lot of, of use cases also for Bitcoin in the future. And, um, um, yeah, and and I'm happy that a lot of people can currently use the, the Lightning Network for, uh, look, look what happens with, uh, with, with Sri Lanka at the moment. I mean, the president has to fly. Has to fly because and why? Because he's also attacking the farmers, and it's also had, all had to do with the uh, with the uh, with the World Economic Forum, the nitrogen uh, 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 stuff. Uh, but what we see, we see a lot of uh, um, farmers at the moment. They are there are days they are blocking the whole country here in the Netherlands because of all the nitrogen plants which are happening it's 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 several days it is it's just a war here and why because they go all in on nitrogen and 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 and, and the protection and that means that that farmers have have to, have to yeah divide their company in two or maybe they have fully have to stop and and all the all the the, the yeah um, it yeah. it's it's enormous there is so much unrest and and we I see it here next door. There is so much unrest in the world, and that also belongs to the same narrative that that uh, Ray Dalio already mentions in his video about the, the 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 changing of the world order. He also predicted there will be a lot of social unrest, and it's there.
1: So somebody what, just what, commented. The Congress hearing has adjourned, Andrew, and no questions were answered. I think that's very funny. We are going to address later in the episode the fact that the congressman of California called XRP a security this morning. I do want to hear from the no defender, but first we're going to let the remainder of this clip play, and then we'll get some comments from the group. Mario, we're coming to you.
0: So you know it's got to work. If it doesn't work the way he hopes, he goes bankrupt. Uh, So I, I don't pay much attention to it, and I don't think it's a productive conversation at all. And Frankly, the most difficult, toxic, and useless people to engage with are Bitcoin maximalists. They're not intellectually honest, like Jimmy Song saying that at any given time, you know, proof of stake system, you know, somebody can just arbitrarily take all your money and shut it down. It's not honest. It's, it's just libel. You know, it's, it's not true. The protocols don't do that. And they feel they have no burden of proof and evidence of the statements that they make. And then they say the only thing that matters is their thing, even though their thing doesn't do anything. Just stores value. Okay,
1: (laughs) that's such a great clip, Johnny. Because in a lot of ways, I totally agree with what Charles Hoskins says there. But I'll let Mario speak, and then I'll give my comments.
2: Yeah, that is a great clip, definitely. And uh, I, I agree with him. I just I think that any kind of maximalist in general is not is not good. I wouldn't. I don't. I don't think it's good to be a maxi on any project because you're being closed-minded you're not really seeing the technology for what it is or the potential for the technology in in all its essence and you know bitcoin of course bitcoin is is what it is and does what it does but you have other platforms like cardano ethereum that are opening up the broad spectrum of what blockchain can eventually be in the future you know like you mentioned uh, medical records and the list goes on and on so Yeah, I I agree. But being any kind of maximalist, it's not good. I do have a question for Johnny Crypto, though, because I do know that Johnny Crypto likes Michael Saylor. Johnny Crypto, if you had to take the side, Michael Saylor or Charles Hoskinson?
3: Oh, there's no question. Hotchison. I mean, Charles is just Charles is is right in what he's doing, what he's saying. He's spot on and everything. I don't know why Michael attacked him. I'll tell you what I'd love to do. I'd love to put those two in a room and have a conversation. (laughs) <laughs> that would be really interesting because they both talk about wanting to have constructive conversations, but yet they're both going at each other. It doesn't make sense. Um, but I, I, I like see. Here's the thing that's different about I think us is not being a maximalist in anything allows you to open your mind to see everything, and that's what I try to do. I look at the best in everything and the utility of everything. I don't. I don't. I'm not opposed to Bitcoin. There's a lot of people in our show that get mad when we talk about Bitcoin. No, no, no. no. I'm not. Like, that's foolish for us to do that. Bitcoin has a purpose and a value, and it may be as a store, of oh, sorry, as a store of value. And so um, there's no reason why I wouldn't put a little bit of my portfolio in that, because if that is true and we're right, that could explode in the long run when regulation comes in everybody's at 401k. Think of the money that people have in the 401k in America. And think of just one or two or three percent of that money flooding into Bitcoin. Abs, I think you, we talked about on this show, if one or two percent of money uh, 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 went into Bitcoin, it would drive it, I think you said, into the six figures. Yes. So, so imagine- if,
1: if, if institutions consisted of two and a half percent of Bitcoin's total liquidity, Kathy Woods believes that Bitcoin would reach seven figures.
3: Okay. So, a ma- so again, that's why when you're not a maximalist, you can open your mind to see the potential. And that's why I have a little bit of funds in Bitcoin because of that potential that I think is coming. However, the rest of those floodgates of institutional money is going to go into some, some altcoins. A good place to start is the ISO 2002 and the Grayscale portfolio. Look at what's going on there. And you can imagine that some of those are also going to see a shit ton of money flooding into them. So what you want to do is wipe off this whole maximalist thing. I hate the freaking word. Hate it. And just open your mind to there's this world of potential technologies in front of you. Pick a few that you believe in. Bet on those racehorses. You only need one or two to win. And you're going to be sitting here hopefully on a lake house someday. (laughs) <laughs> and maybe you're better on your
1: own island. I love it, Johnny. One of the conversations we always have when people are talking about Elon Musk and Mark Cuban and some of these other billionaire prominent figures, they say, how come they're not talking about the real world currencies such as XRP, XLM, HBAR, and the remainder? Well, we have an example here that shows that many of these billionaires actually do know about XRP and Bill Gates is one of them. Bill Gates was the creator of Moduloop Foundation. The Moduloop Foundation is partnered with Ripple. So Bill and Melinda Gates launched the Moduloop Foundation, which is an open source mobile payments solution. Moduloop then went on to partner with Ripple to create on-demand instantaneous settlement using their platform. This just shows me, forget about the actual utility here. What catches my attention is that Bill Gates is indirectly invested in XRP. Mr. Andrew Cashflow, I'd love to start with you. How do you feel about Bill Gates, not only knowing XRP is real, but actually investing in the utility? What do you think?
4: Bill Gates was, for years and for years, he was my idol because he was so extremely well with technology. And so un- unless, un- until he became uh, yeah the, the, the big spender for the, or the big uh, funder for the World, uh, World Health Organization, I know exactly what he is doing. He is also buying uh, farmland, farmland, farmland. And, and you know, uh, B- Bill Gates is still a, a guy with a lot of technology knowledge. So what he's doing, I would better say, look at what he's doing and do something the same. If you are able to invest in that kind of areas, in our case, that's XRP, he's, he's not stupid and you know and we are not married with 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 one coin or with the other we also not married with with bill gates and if you like him or not it doesn't matter we are here to to build generational wealth and that's what counts and that's what we also like to 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 express to our listeners this is how we look to the crypto sphere and about uh yeah in the, in the treaty academy about how to how to invest your money and this this is one of the, one of the things and i like it when i see yeah uh, articles like this, Mo- Moja Loop. Very good, very good initiative. Will will it survive in the future? I don't know. But it is, it is, again, adoption. And that's what we need, adoption. Regulation and adoption. That's the two things we need.
1: And I think that's the two things that we're going to get over these next couple of years. But Johnny Crypto, Bill Gates has publicly criticized cryptocurrency for years and years, but his company behind the scenes has been investing. What does this tell you about the classic game of misdirection we're always dealing with in this market? And how about the fact that Bill Gates... Well, not only is he disingenuous in his criticisms, he's actually betting on XRP here.
3: Because it goes right at the top of the list on the rat snake weasel list with Gensler and with uh, Kramer. I mean, again, you know, we tell you all the time, and Coach says it all the time, everybody's looking that way. He's got you looking that way while he's doing things this way. That's just how the elites work. It's so simple, guys. And when you understand that, your life will improve so much when you realize that the truth is the opposite of what they tell you. It's so simple. It's a simple decode. You just have to be able to do it. Most people can't. That's why there's only a few of us awoken. And those who...
4: Hmm, we're losing Did me.
1: I freeze? Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, Mario, I'd love to go to you next. Why don't you just address some of the Bill Gates news we're talking about here and talk about the real world utility. Bill Gates is not only criticized the cryptocurrency industry, but he says that it's full of nefarious activity and it's the worst thing that could be going on for a financial system. What does this article say to you, my friend?
2: Yeah, well, it, it's, it clearly states that even though he says he's not in that, that he doesn't believe cryptocurrency has any future. He's indirectly invested in, in a, in a cryptocurrency company, which is ripple. So that's the first thing that tells me, I just don't, it's just like what Johnny, uh, Johnny crypto just said. And I almost called him Johnny ripple. <laughs> um, like, We have to just do the opposite. Like we were told that we were not going to have inflation. Well, here's inflation. We were told that uh, a lot of the things that keep happening weren't going to happen and they happen. So it's the best decode is just to do the opposite.
1: Yes. Thank you, Mario. You may call him Johnny Crypto. Some may call him Johnny whatever. I call him Johnny Bitcoin because of his maximalist. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Johnny. (laughs) Me me and Johnny have been joking around all week because on Twitter, he's been taking some heat for his Bitcoin stances. But Johnny… You already know I got your back. We have some very interesting stuff for our listeners today. Today, there was a hybrid hearing talking about the oversight of the SEC's Division of Enforcement, many of the implications it's going to have on the cryptocurrency industry. Well, this conversation, it started off with Ripple XRP. We're going to let this clip play and then get some comments from the group because they go as far to call XRP a security.
0: You've gone after XRP because XRP is a security but you haven't gone after all the major crypto exchanges that process tens of thousands, if not far more, transactions.
1: I'd love to stop it there. We are going to let this clip play a little bit more, but Johnny, Gary Gensler has been telling us that he's going after lending and exchanges first, and that's exactly what we're hearing here. What does that say to you, that they're actually telling us what may happen? And when people talk about this great crypto collapse or quote-unquote black swan event that's on the horizon, well, I think exchanges may take center stage.
3: Well, you got to watch more of that because basically you're watching a video. You're watching a movie, right? It's political theater here. So we need to understand what this dialogue or conversation is that they're having because obviously he's trying to point out that XRP is a security. He hasn't gone after the other ones. And as you just said, they are going to be going after. So obviously this, you know, he threw him a meatball. They're they're obviously working on a script here. Um, And the reality is XRP was a security. I don't think anybody's arguing that. When you go back and look at how they launched it and how they did it, Ethereum was a security. XRP or Ripple, the way they launched it back in 2014, was probably a security. But you're allowed, by law, to launch something that could be a security like it. And I think up to within the first year or two. I don't know the exact rule. As long as within that time frame, it then no longer becomes a security. You're allowed to actually do that. And that's kind of what these guys did. But you know, because there's no regulation in the law, they're, they're, they're going after them. So it'll be very interesting to see how this thing plays out. But you can definitely put that guy on the rat snake weasel list because he obviously is part of the the, the 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 political show that's trying to show you the other side of the coin.
1: Mario, I'd love to hear from you here. We are going to play the remainder of that clip, but they go as far to call XRP, XRP definitively a security. I found that to be very interesting. We do have 230 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Let the algorithm pump this video out to as many XRP holders as possible. But Mario, I'd love to hear from you. The floor is yours.
2: Thanks, Ab. so what I got from that video was that he says so xrp is a security you've said that you' you're you're going after ripple because xrp is a security but you you failed to go after many other players which are probably bigger than than Xrp and uh, I can't help but think it, it just just imagine if they start going after all the other players which which I think they will. Um, we know that Bitcoin and ethereum have got a pass. And Cardano, I believe you guys touched on Cardano at uh, yesterday on on why Cardano may not may not go. They may not go after Cardano as a security. But um, but yeah, I, I I haven't seen the hearing. I haven't watched the the hearing, so I can't really comment too much. Uh, I know it was happening while we were preparing for the show and on the show. So maybe we could touch on on this if if there's anything relevant. Again, I don't think anything relevant was said in that hearing, but if there's anything, we could probably talk about it on on a future show.
1: Amazing. So we're going to let the remainder of this clip play and then get some comments from the group. Here we
0: go. If XRP is a security, and you think it is, and I think it is, why are these crypto exchanges not uh, in violation of law? And is it enough that the crypto exchanges have said, well, having committed tens of thousands of violations in the past, we promise not to do any more in the future. Is that enough to get you off the hook for enforcement? So again, I can't talk about what matters we're looking at or not looking at. Uh, we have brought exchange cases. We brought one last year against Poloniacs. I share your concerns that if the securities are, it's easier to go after the small fish than the big fish.
1: So what I think he's talking about there is he's talking about Coinbase. Coinbase was not only selling XRP back in the day, they've sold sold a large list of unregistered projects. And I think that at some point they're going to have to pay for that. Mr. Andrew Castle, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. They're prosecuting individual cryptocurrency projects, but they're allowing exchanges to sell these projects Even after they've been approved by the SEC, what are some of your thoughts here on the evolution of cryptocurrency? They're calling XRP a security. I vehemently disagree.
4: Um, You know what? I I always try to see it from a little bit the bigger picture. Um, XRP might be a security, might not be. Do you think it will change anything on the company and on the use case of XRP? I mean, the, in the U.S., they have to figure it out. The whole, the whole world already figured it out. It is not. They are using it, especially in Asia, Asia and other countries. They are using it, using it, using it. So, I mean, what what's the issue? And of course, yeah, I think they just want to 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 express their ego. Uh, we are we are the powerful, and uh, and we will, uh, yeah, blame the ex- the exchanges, and we will blame the companies and just just come up with your regulation you know and uh, do it and and let let innovation continue that that's my my, my id it doesn't change anything to the successful companies if it is an uh, if it is security or not it it will just continue
1: yes johnny crypto we are going to cover an article very very soon sorry i want to kick it to the node defender here actually uh mario we're going to cover an article from coinbase talking about how they ended their new customer referral program what do you think that means for the possibility of insolvent exchanges being all over the place? If Coinbase goes down, I can only imagine the effect that's going to have on the overall market.
2: Yeah. Well, for a second, I thought you were going to address my chair because this the, the same time that you said, I'm going to come to Mario, that, that comment was put up and I said, well, do we have to talk about my chair? <laughs> Fine. But uh, but yeah, I I don't know. I have mixed feelings about Coinbase. Um, I mean, they're a public traded company, so we should find out pretty soon if that's the case. Um if if they're insolvent, I don't know to what extent just the fact that they discontinued a a referral program that kind of tells that they're insolvent. I would actually say, and again, I know no information, but just out of the top of my head, I would actually think crypto.com would be quicker to be insolvent than Coinbase. And just based on the amount of money crypto.com spent in in uh in advertising, you know, from Formula One to to, to, to the World Cup at the end of the year, to to, to the uh, UFC, you know, to the stadium, the list goes on and on. I, I just have a hard time. I have a hard time with all that money, where where it came from. And, and I would be quicker to think that crypto.com is insolvent than, than Coinbase. But that's just my thoughts.
1: Yes, I'm just laughing because in the live stream, somebody commented that that man looks like a psychopath. Well, that's a pretty funny argument, but we're going to hop into our next article for today, which is the fact that Coinbase, the rumors are getting really, really heavy around this exchange. There's rumors that they're going insolvent right now, and we're going to break down exactly why people believe that to be the case Just a couple of weeks ago, they ended their new referral program where they would give away $25 in Bitcoin for each new customer referred to their program. So with the suspension of the company's affiliate program has sparked suspicions that the exchange may be experiencing a liquidity crunch. Some members of the crypto community believe that the suspension of the affiliate program indicates the company's insolvency. CEO Brian Armstrong is terminating its affiliate marketing program in the United States as an insider uncovered three different creator emails that show the exchange will temporarily suspend the program starting on July 19th. That move may be symbolic and indicative of Coinbase's liquidity crisis that they're experiencing today. And a number of actions like the recent dissension upon the affiliate program could be evidence of an imminent liquidity crisis. Nobody's trusting Coinbase right now. And that includes myself. I actually took this weekend to move the majority of the coins that I had on that exchange on to my cold storage wallet. Just because of all the rumors going on today, I'd love to start with Andrew Cashflow. Andrew Cashflow, there's so much to decipher within this market. We're looking at exchanges and with so much uncertainty going on today, do you trust these exchanges? Forget about this argument overall. Is Coinbase insolvent? I'd love to just know what you're doing with your currencies. You always say not your keys, not your crypto. How many currencies are you holding on exchanges?
4: Actually, I'm holding uh, too much on exchanges. Yeah. I also had some money in in Celsius, and uh, I, I took all my uh, my crypto off uh, BlockFi. I took it off from Nexo. I still have uh, have money in in Binance, but also on Coinbase. Uh, and actually, when I also hear yeah stuff like this, I need to take it off also from Coinbase. So uh, as as long as it's centralized and you you don't know what they are doing, you cannot trust centralized entities. Same as the, that, you cannot trust banks. However, banks will be go- built out by governments, and from banks, you know for sure that your yeah, yeah that your money will devaluate with uh, with eight eight to ten percent per year. So you're also losing money. But uh, yeah, it's better to uh, to be to be safe than sorry.
1: Mario, we got 246 live listeners out there, and I want to remind them that tomorrow on our program we will have showtime. T- KX joining us, one of our good friends. But Mario, what are you doing with some of these crypto exchanges now? Are you moving most of your currencies off of these exchanges and onto a cold storage device, or do you believe this news is probably FUD?
2: Well, I just think that I, I think that if if this was to be true, and again, rumors, you know, if there's smoke, there's fire. That's true. But if this is going to be the big black swan event, then we wouldn't get a warning. It would just happen. Nobody would be prepared for it. And 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 that's that's what I think as far as that. As far as what I'm doing with my with my holdings personally, yes, I'm trying to limit uh centralized platforms. So, you know, from exchanges to, to to like Nexo and stuff like that, I'm trying to to not be so exposed as far as centralized as far as cold storage, I'm not necessarily putting it into cold storage. I think cold storage is kind of overrated and that's just my opinion i think a regular wallet is just fine as long as you you keep it keep it safe keep that recovery phrase safe make sure that um you don't have it on any devices like a cell phone that you're walking around with on a daily basis as long as you take those practices i believe that it's just they can be just as safe as a cold storage but yes i am taking whatever i can off of exchanges and into uh self-custody wallets
1: Johnny Crypto, I want to give credit where credit is due. This weekend, I moved a lot of the currencies I was holding on Nexo off of that exchange because of the rumors that you had sent me. How do you feel about a lot of the rumors going on today about people not only not trusting exchanges, but actually they shouldn't be trusting lending services as well?
3: Yeah, I, I kind of am in the same camp as Mario. Um, I believe that if if you get heads up notice ahead of time, it's probably not going to happen because the way it typically happens is they, pull, they rug pull you. They're not going to give you warning. It's not how they work. It's not how they operate. Um, I did send you guys those warnings because I wanted you to be aware in case it is going to happen. I, frankly, didn't move my stuff off of Nexo yet, and I'm kind of in the same position as Andrew. I have a lot of my cryptos on, on exchanges. There's two big ones that I use, and uh, Kraken is one of them. I'm, I'm highly, highly confident in Kraken. It's probably, in my opinion, the safest one. They don't spend a lot of money. They have the highest level of security, so I like Kraken. I have a lot of my stuff staked there, or you know, put on their earning platform. So I like them a lot, and um, I'm I'm not that worried about it. I probably should be, but I'm not. So don't do what I'm doing. Take your keys, put them on your uh, cold storage wallets. Do not do what I'm doing, as I'm probably you know in the more higher risk profile. But I like the flexibility of being able to sell quickly, and so I leave my stuff on the exchanges. Somebody asked me what I think about Bitrue. I honestly have a lot of confidence in BitTrue as as weird as that may sound. Um, primarily because they're not really in the US, supposed to be operating here. So I don't think they'll be a target. And uh, and they're they they have a lot of coins on there and they're g- gaining a lot of transactional cost from their sales. So I think they're solving. So I personally um, like the two exchanges I'm on. Next I like how they are over collateralized not under collateralized like the rest of the exchanges that went under. So I have a little higher degree of confidence there. So frankly, in all three of those positions, I'm feeling okay still. The day are I don't you, feel it, ex- then I'll take them off. But right now, I'm Are you
4: okay. sure Nexo is over collateralized? Because that's what we also thought about Celsius.
3: Well, but the difference is the way, you know, we know that Celsius was actually, they, they, they have a different business model the way they operate. And so... The um the owners came out and said this is how we do it. Um they I believe they even showed some of the books on how they do it. But you know what, Andrew? No, there's no way to know for sure. There really isn't. No. There's no way to know for sure, and it is a risk we're taking. But the difference, and I'll tell you the one difference, Andrew, why I'm not feeling as concerned at Nexo versus Celsius. Celsius is paying 15, 20, I think as high as maybe even 26% on some of their coins. You don't see anywhere near that on Nexo. Nexo, you're seeing three and my XRP, I'm getting four percent. BitTrue was giving me four percent, so I'm getting I'm not getting these crazy, crazy high numbers. Um, that I saw on the other ones now. That's not I, I agree.
4: On, my, on my Bitcoin, I got three uh, percent on, on my Bitcoin on Celsius,
3: true. But, but, but I'm saying across all the whole entire board, you don't see high, crazy numbers in Nexo like you saw on Celsius and BlockFi. So I feel a little bit better, but again, is it safe? Yeah. I don't know
2: you
0: don't know I don't
2: think I don't think it come, It comes down to just the percentages I, I think it comes down to the integrity of the people running the business yes. and I think that just Celsius just made a sequence of bad decisions and bad uh, you know business deals and that's what led Celsius to get to where it did. We're all hoping Nexo it doesn't happen the same but it, it's better to be safe than sorry and yeah. if you do have your stuff there.
3: And one of the things I saw about Nexo that I really liked when you talk about integrity, Mario, is they realized they were doing things wrong in the U.S. And they stopped it right away. They're like, hey, we're not complying right now with the SEC rules. We're no longer giving interest. We're no longer taking new money. Uh, they went and fir- they fir- formed a partnership with a company that has security uh, uh, securities uh, approval. So they are trying to put themselves in a position to operate within the law. And that's why. Andrew. That's the one reason that for me sets them apart and why I still like them and have my money on there. If they hadn't done that, I maybe I, I would have pulled it off. So I'm hoping and hope is not a strategy. It's not a good thing. It's not a smart thing. So everybody out there, if you want to sleep good at night or you're not sleeping good at night, get your shit, get your keys off the exchanges and put them on a cold storage wallet and then you'll be able to sleep beautiful. But I'm just telling you how I feel that I'm feeling okay right now.
1: Amazing, Johnny. And we're going to dive into our last article for today, which is actually a Flare Networks update. We don't have the time to deep dive on all the information here, but one of the things that's important to know is that in September, you are going to be receiving your first 15% airdrop of your Spark token, as well as the fact that in August of this year, Flare not only goes live, but it becomes fully decentralized. Lots of optimistic news here. Any quick words for our listeners, Mr. Johnny Crypto?
3: You know, for me, I'll let the other guys comment on Flare, because for me, it's kind of one of those things, it's the boy that cried wolf. I'll comment when they actually launch. (laughs) I'd love to hear what the other guys think. Awesome. We're actually
1: going to skip past this because I want to address another article. We'll start off with Andrew Cashflow. Tony Hawk has entered Sandbox with a new skate park in the metaverse. Every single time we get a metaverse update, it seems like it's only happening on one of two platforms, Decentraland or Sandbox. This is another example of that. Tom Brady has actually partnered with Tony Hawk as well on this project. Andrew, how do you feel about these developments? Not only the metaverse, but that every single time we get a celebrity moving in, they're choosing these two platforms.
4: I see a new earning model, we have uh, uh, walk to earn, we have run to run, now we have skate to earn. Yep. So, I like it, you know, I just like it, and uh, open skate park in the metaverse, I think a lot of young people will be attracted to this, will it be a a success? (laughs) Nobody knows, this is also one of the 95% that will, will go down again. But uh, the initiative, very good.
1: If one of the things that we should be watching for is every time a celebrity is choosing a Metaverse platform, they're choosing Sandbox and they're choosing Decentraland. Both of those platforms are built on Ethereum. But the last topic I'd love for our team to address today is the quant price chart. Quant, it looks extremely bullish. Anybody who's been in this project for over a year, not only are you in profit, but you're in massive profit. Johnny Crypto, you've been a huge advocate of the real world utility quant is providing. Any comments for our listeners out there?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I've been saying all along that there has to be interoperability for cryptocurrency and blockchains to expand and, and, and um, evolve, to be adopted. It has to come. And we know that there's a few out there. Quant is one of them. Link is another one. Adam, so, you know, you want, you have to be betting on some of these, right? You have to have some some of these horses in your race. And me personally, I love Quant. It's one of those ones that I wish I had more of. But it's so, so expensive because <laughs> I'm buying as much as I can of it. But I love it. I want it in my portfolio. I don't have a lot of it, so I probably won't be selling it. I'll be taking that with me to 2030 in the hopes that Quant is the is the winner in the long run. I really, truly believe it will be.
1: And for all of our listeners out there, some bullish news on Quant. If Quant gets the same market cap that XRP was just 12 months ago, you're looking at a 12 12- thousand dollar token so just a little nugget out there crypto mason always talks about how we are inevitably going to get to four figures and that's only the beginning for this project but we're going to close this thing out the same way we always do by saying thank you to each one of our special guests thank you to andrew cashflow thank you to the node defender and thank you to johnny crypto we got 216 live listeners out there show us some love smash that like button on your way out of here and we're going to see you guys in 23 hours with our special guest showtime 2kx like we always say warriors bye. Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us.
3: Let's go.